Welcome to the uh, Corporate Lunch Celine Runway Recap episode. We're going to, this is like a Game of Thrones recap show now. Mm-hmm. Game of Thrones episode, season 45, episode 963. All right, look, let's just set this one up for the um, the fans and friends at home. This is the grooming episode, the 2020, the summer 2020 grooming episode of corporate lunch customer service fashion podcast um brought to you even we can even call it the beauty episode because that's kind of the that's kind of the territory that we're 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 in at this point yeah i mean people keep saying that who was what was the show that just had good uh oh gucci had all that men's lipstick yeah and then celine had nail polish i thought that's old news what is nail polish? Nail polish, yeah. Everyone yeah. is wearing nail polish now. Been there. But again, we gotta save this for later in the. I'm just saying this stuff that is like, just gold. Yeah. No, before you joined, Rachel and I were talking about my shirt, which is. It looks like it's from the Celine show. By this company, it's it's made by this company called Serapis Maritime, and uh, I sort of you know I've like known uh, like that this brand was from Greece, blah, 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 but I finally sort of looked them up and did some digging. And they are an actual shipping company. They're like a real maritime company. And one of the founders, who's like the son of the owner of this shipping company said, our mission is to build a universe where shipping, art, fashion, and design merge into a single body. <laughs> so it's like, it's fashion for people who are like, into logistics (laughs) i mean you make a spreadsheet every season and you're like this is what i need to cop then this is the brand for you that's a super cool and completely psychotic approach to to building a brand but i love it i mean i think like when isaac started eden which is called eden power corp he's his like inspiration was like like power companies like 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 um you know, actual, actual like suppliers of, of power to, to homes and whatnot. I think that there's something about, there's something about leaning on infrastructural business, whatever you call it, business services. Utilities. Utilities. Thank you. That's interesting for, um, from like a design perspective, you know, Um, there's also just like the cool, you know, Fashion inherently has logistics and stuff built into it. It's kind of interesting to like bring that to the forefront. Now, <laughs> however, however, shipping actually merges with art and fashion. However, that actually takes place is a, a mystery to me. Well, this shirt is is printed with uh, photographs taken on a voyage by this brand's one of this brand's like tankers or uh, cargo ships as it sailed from like Poland to Saudi Arabia through the Suez Canal. So that's how you merge shipping and fashion. Okay. And the fit of the shirt is really nice. The Instagram ac- account is great. It has like a different like aesthetic, but like a GR10K vibe or something also. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, utility core. I'm into it. Guys, yeah. I haven't worn a silk shirt all summer. What is going really? on? No, Jesus. I did not. Are you okay? Are you okay, dude? 
I don't, I mean, all my shit is in storage. I live in, I live in a, I live in an actual goat barn in the woods um, with a, a backpack of stuff that's the same stuff I packed like back at the beginning of March. Yeah. That's it. That's all I got. Um, and there's no silk. I don't have any silk or silky, silk-like fabrics, which is disappointing. I'm trying to buy some old Yoji Yamamoto rayon shirts. I think Those that that's like really long ones. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's different shapes, but yeah, oversized. I think um, that's kind of an obsession. I could see Noah getting into like some major tunics <laughs> end of summer, early fall. Yeah. It makes me, pr- the tunic, tunic length garments are like one of the f- very few things that make me extremely self-conscious. I just, not about like my body or anything, just like, whatever it, they're just so unfamiliar to me. And I feel a little bit like a, like I'm doing cultural appropriation when I, when I wear one or I just like, I don't know. They feel funny to me. Well, how about when you wear that bandana on your head and you look like David Foster Wallace (laughs) (laughs) or embarrassing to me? Yeah. No, I mean, it's terrible. (laughs) Um, (laughs) No one just took it off. Took it off. Yanked it off. You should look why, back on it. it. Looked really cool. I don't know why I'm fussing. I'm fussing with it so much now. That's the problem with with headgear. And and let's be real. A problem with grooming in general. The great hurdle. You know, it, the issue with grooming fundamentally is the the effort it requires and the fuss. You know what I mean? Like you can have great hair, as Sam, Rachel, and I all do. But I think its greatness is only relative to how much you have to like how many times you have to touch it or adjust it or treat it per day. The thing you have to understand though, Noah, is that for for people with amazing hair, trademark, um, it's the hair maintenance is a ritual. It's not a chore. (laughs) Right. Right, like this is part of our meditation practice. Yeah. You could also just be like a a extremely blessed and um, gifted naturally like I am and you can have no hair routine and get this. I mean, you just that's got only available haircut. to a select few. You got like a very expensive haircut like a week ago. Yeah, that's true. But I don't yeah. wash it anymore. Good. Uh, well, that's nice. Um, do, should we start? Should we start by talking about the Celine show and then get into all this? I guess. I just thought we had an organic. I thought we but had. Why a, don't we? Should we hit the Celine show at the end? Well. I mean, the Celine show is obviously important hair and grooming wise, so it's yeah. gonna lead. It's gonna yeah. lead it's I gonna mean, lead. the thing that's nice about the Celine show, though, is that the theme was literally thirteen vibes. <laughs> like, yeah, and I think um, yeah, our thirteen vibes today is just going to be thirteen things from the Celine show that we liked, and I think um, us teasing it like this continually is actually good for the show uh, momentum. So we're gonna keep saying we're gonna. Let's just keep saying that we're going to transition to the Celine show without doing it um, until the very end. It's called 13 Vibes. Yeah. Do you, have you been cutting your own hair, Noah? No, I haven't cut my hair at all. I mean, I, I do some, um, some deep uh, cleaning with, a, with just a beard trimmer on my neck and stuff so that my, my, you know, my hair doesn't like grow out of the back of my shirt. You don't want that lettuce, though? No, I just kind of hold up. I hold up the lettuce, and then I just shave the back of my neck part. 
you know, guys like me have hairy necks. Mm-hmm. Um, so you just deal with that. That's all I've been doing. Nothing else has been touched. It's getting quite long. I can, I can almost do a little bun. Which Would you I had. Yeah. I mean, I had one last year, didn't I? Oh, that was funny. That was pretty all time. My yeah. hair was epically long like a year ago. I had full, like a big full bun back there. I used to try to get photos of you with the bun engaged and post them on Instagram. <laughs> but wait, Sam, let's talk about your new haircut for a second because it's it's um, it feels important. Yeah, well, I think I think one thing that our listeners should understand about this moment and why we're <clears throat> talking about grooming and beauty is that if you're doing quarantine slash lockdown slash whatever correctly. Uh, you're probably not seeing that many people spending a lot of time in your house or apartment. And it's kind of the perfect time to do something weird to your hair or to your face or to your body uh, that you wouldn't normally do because the world is kind of a judgment-free zone. Like when you go out on the street and you're wearing masks, people don't even know who you are. I mean, I totally agree with that, but the other, the flip side of that is if you're doing Zoom, all people are doing is looking at your face and hair. And not only that, but like if you Zoom with larger groups, you can really take the opportunity to stare at someone's uh, visage. Is that, that's a visage, right? Yeah. Like, like deeply in a way that you wouldn't do in person because they That don't... would be really inappropriate, <laughs> yeah. like in a real meeting. You would get reported mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. HR. Like, so like, oh, it was we're in these- during that meeting. Right. We're in these Zoom meetings with 12 or more people and I just pick one person and just fucking stare <laughs> at them the whole time. Like really, like intensely, like watch every single move they make and like study their face. And I pick a different person each time. So I now have like a really intimate familiarity um, with all of the, the flaws and um, quirks of all of my colleagues faces i don't think that's inappropriate at all well i think that yeah i think i think you're you're totally right the flip side is that uh we're all like kind of alone in our bodies and like therefore more aware of them basically and like how we like zoom is so weirdly isolating and like it's almost like it's like disorienting in this way because you just like feel like a little avatar person but all this time sort of spent just like sitting in front of your computer, you're like, at least I become very aware that like, I'm a person in this like physical shell. You're just a bag of or meat. something. I'm a bag of meat. And, and I think also like all that time spent sort of like without physical contact and without like seeing people and like uh, being able to express yourself in social situations, uh, at least for me has also made me think like, or just be really uh, into the idea of weirder forms of pers- of personal expression through like grooming or beauty or whatever. And I think a lot of other people feel that way too. It's like what Will was saying about tattoos on yeah. episode 100. You know, he just right. wants to get tattoos on his tattoos. Um, because at a certain level, it's like, you need to feel something, you know? <laughs> yeah, when the- Needle yeah. digging into your skin when the ketamine wears off, you have to like, you realize that the void hasn't been filled. Yeah, that's true. But Sam, you can't, you, when you busted out this very radical new hairstyle, which, which features bangs, which is like the most radical, like the, it's like, other than just like shaving your head or something, it's like the biggest 
like ask me about my new haircut kind of move to make. Right. Mm-hmm. Did, what did you... women did in the nineties when they got dumped. <laughs> so Sam, were you, were you concerned at all? Or how would, how were the first few days of just, just endless zoom comments about the new haircut? I mean, doesn't that, at some point I just want to be like, okay, like, you know, like appreciate it, but you don't have to like comment on it. Yeah. I did get basically every time I entered a zoom and in that like sort of weird minute or two before like the leader of the zoom joins the chat and is like, yeah. all right, everyone, let's get started. Yeah. People um, feel free in that moment to just like make dumb comments. It was like, Hey, wow. Nice hair. You know, yeah. I needed, I needed that a little bit. Um, I, you know, I, I do, I do this for recognition and for attention. Yeah. Um, like everything I do. Um, yeah. so, but I, you know, I felt, um, I think the, you know, the reason why I decided to like, you know, I've had the same hairstyle for probably five years. And That's not true. You've had many hairstyles over five years. Yeah, you've had a lot of hairstyles. It's well, the same sort of like fundamental, like, like the parts been in the same. I've had place? different. I've, I've had different haircuts, but in terms of like the way I wear my hair, it's been it's got it's gone like shorter, longer, whatever. Um, but it's always been like center part, you know, tucked behind the ears, yeah. a little longer in the back. Um, I have a really cool picture of Sam from two thousand and eighteen, I guess right after Noah's daughter was born. Mm, oh yeah, where, yeah, yeah. where Sam's hair is like at his collarbones and he's holding Noah's baby. And it's incredibly biblical. Yeah. Um, he's gonna remember that for the rest of her life. Yeah, I mean, we have it framed. Rachel, when she saw you, the face of God. Rachel, have you had a hair? What, what, is your, what hair moves have you made since March? Any? Well, Just being um, fabulous? I mean, I bleach my hair and I normally, I used to do it every four weeks, but then I couldn't do it. And now I don't really want to do it yet. I don't feel like it's, I don't want to go back to the salon yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just like letting it be kind of Debbie Harry-ish. I cut it like, I cut it myself and give myself like a 1920s bob like every month or so. So that's just going around with scissors like in a straight line as best you can? Is that basically yeah. what it is? Yeah, have you guys ever read this F. Scott Fitzgerald story, Bernice bobs her hair? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so, no. It's an amazing short story, but it's about these two women who are like, they're, I think they're cousins, but they're they're really competitive with each other. And like they keep sort of one upping each other. And this is like in the early 20s. Um, and one night while one is sleeping, they have some sort of like fight over a guy or something. And one night while one is sleeping, the other one is like, I'm going to cut off all of her hair. And then she uh-huh. wakes up and everyone is like, oh my God, your hair is so chic. Like, <laughs> so cool. So I've been kind of thinking about that. Like someone snuck into my home who's like really jealous of me and is cutting my hair. But what they don't know is they've accidentally made you even more chic, even chicer. Exactly. If that could even be possible. Yeah. I like that vibe. I mean, haircuts are tricky, at least like most men kind of go to barbershops and they try to achieve perfection. I mean, that's how I was for so long. Like Mm -hmm. if you're getting a fade or if you're getting like whatever, like any kind of men'sy cut always involved like, symmetry or like really straight lines obviously you don't want like obvious flaws but i was like always really obsessed with like 
the tightest, neatest, most perfect version of getting a haircut. And, um, you know, I think there's a lot to be said for like messy and weird haircuts. And I, when you have much longer hair, it's easier to, to get there. But I mean, Sam, your hair is sort of shorter and has that vibe. I think when, when I started going to the place where to, um, no vacancy. To no vacancy. Yeah, to vacancy, vacancy projects. projects. <laughs> yeah, when I started going to vacancy projects, which I always call no vacancy, um, I started learning about the virtues of just like that like hair, your hair could look extremely cool, but be done in a uh, unconventional way. Yeah. That was a real, a real breakthrough for me. Sam, did you go there to do it or did you go to, where did you go to just get your haircut now? I did go, I went to Vacancy Project. They opened a couple weeks ago and I made an appointment right away. I was like dying for a fucking haircut after four months of- you, There was no hesitation one. about um, the current health crisis. No, I mean, uh, Masami's t- was taking appointments solo and we were both wearing masks. Sam, would and- you say- Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say that I've never brought a photo to a hair appointment before. Oh, that's I just, what I want to ask. I just like never know what the, yeah. you know, it's always like a little, I feel like it's always a little weird. And I'm always, I was sort of like chicken out at the, at the last second if I like am asking for something really specific. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Masami has cut my hair for a while now and built up a lot of trust there. And I brought her this photo of um, young Mick Jagger, like smoking a cigarette with these sort of like shaggy grown out bangs. Oh. Um, and I was just like, what do you think about this? And she was like, say no more fam. And literally like 25 <laughs> minutes later, just I held up the photo next to my face and it was like, she basically had just recreated the haircut perfectly. I mean, she's like a total master. It's crazy, it's insane. But I think you probably also picked like a good reference. Anytime I try mm-hmm. to do that, it's me with a picture of like River Phoenix and the person <laughs> cutting, my, cutting my hair is like, nah, dude, <laughs> this is not going to happen for you. Fran yeah. Leibowitz always talks about that. She says like whenever she goes to get, to get a haircut, there's always like a woman next to her who like has a picture of like some supermodel. Yeah. And she's like, you're never going to look like that. And it's not the hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Reference photos are best, you know, you, you want to keep it a little realistic. Not that, I'm, not that I'm it young Mick Jagger, but... Mick Yeah, that's good. I mean, I mean, it's not far off. I get it. Yeah, but Noah, you could do like the, you could do a Nirvana haircut for sure. Yeah, that's what it ends up being yeah. like. I had my picture taken recently for the magazine, actually, for this thing that we all, we actually were all in it. Um, the cover, be, the next the cover of <laughs> the corporate lunch the, cover of GQ. the GQ cover um, that's coming later. And uh, the extremely awesome photographer was like commented that I had like a Kurt Cobain thing going on. Cause I had sort of long, my hair is longer and it was like down and shaggy looking. It was like a good hair day for me. And I was like, yeah, that's kind of the best. And yeah. once um, Anne at vacancy projects cut my hair and she said it was like the young Leo Oh yeah. I got like kind of a bowl cut. I did, I mean, I don't, you know. That was a sick haircut for you. That was an amazing haircut. But that was one that felt like a little, it wasn't quite maintenance heavy, but I just felt, I felt like I was like touching it too much or I had to look at it too much to kind of like check on it. You know, I didn't, I didn't trust the, I didn't trust that my hair was doing, was like, was behaving okay up there, behaving right. I like, I had trust issues with my own hair. 
photographer for that story, um, Paolo Kudaki, told me that I looked like Tilda Swinton could be my mom. <laughs> which I thought was sick. Yeah. No, I wanted to uh, ask you about something, uh, a, a grooming move that happened sort of at the beginning of quarantine, at the beginning, at the beginning of our Zoom era, which is that you painted your nails, uh, which I thought was pretty cool. And I yeah, had painted my nails that. as well, basically at the same time. This is my color of choice. What is it? What's the name of it? I don't it's know. Chanel. It's Chanel blue. It oh, it's called box? Rhythm. Wow. Oh, sick. Chanel I Rhythm. It, I think it was the darkest blue they had. Mm-hmm. Um, so what inspired you? I mean, I mean, now that now we're all inspired by Celine, which we'll talk about later, but um, this was four months ago, I think you did it. I think I just did it because Evan did his nails black. And when, when quarantine started, me and Evan and his brother Julian were like FaceTiming like every day constantly because we were all kind of like panicked. And I don't, they, we became like this like support group. And, um, and we would just like talk about, I don't know, I don't know what, what the hell we were, we were thinking. But anyway, somehow we all became fixated on, on painting nails. And then I did it and I was like, well, my cool thing is going to be just to paint like three nails, not to do my whole fingers well i mean a lot of like skaters do it you know like sam you wrote about it it's it's been a thing that's been in the air for a while it wasn't it didn't feel so radical of me in fact like doing it i felt like i was just like hopping on a trend that was well on its way and i have no problem with with that at all um and but then what show did i just see in the gucci show they painted what Oh, <laughs> no, no, no. It, but in, Gucci too, Gucci too, yeah. No, but in the Gucci show, they painted just three fingers on each hand. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a free Britney thing. <laughs> no, it's not, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but that was, I'm saying there was this very specific thing I did that felt was like, it was like my little tweak of it was to do my thumb index and middle fingers. And it just felt cool because it was like, uh, you know, you can do a cool like hand sign. And, and then Gucci was doing versions of that throughout that show. I think the men all had three fingers on each hand painted. Anyway, I, that's, that's what I wanted to say. I didn't, um, and then what did, what did they do in Celine? Someone fill me in on, I haven't seen like Celine details or anything. Well, a lot of the, um, I mean, like, like with most Celine shows, there was a lot of like deep, you know, hands stuffed in pockets. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. but the, but the models who, um, whose nails were visible all had, uh, sort of cool, like acid green. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was all different shades of like green and blue uh, painted nails. And you sort of got the sense that the kids whose like hands were in their pockets also had their nails painted just in case. Oh, for sure. Right. Yeah. Um, right. Just for like the full attitude. But I like, I really liked the shades and I uh, am curious as to where they came from. I know I'm trying to look up the, to see if there's a manicurist credit. Mm-hmm. I'll let you guys know if I find They that. credited the hairstylists, yeah. Yeah. Well, one of the hairstylists is like um one of them is is a is like the hairstylist that Celine always uses. The other one, Alex Brownsall, is like the the high fashion colorist of like neon crazy e-boy hair. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. Sorry, we're like going back to hair now, but what I loved about the hair in that show was that it was all like so muddy. Like they didn't bleach the model's hair before 
dyeing it. They just like put it on dark tones. Yeah. And uh, it looked all like, it looked literally just like what a teenager would do like in their bathroom when they're like mad at their parents. Yeah. Or before busting out a TikTok dance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that Celine show like made me want to throw my Celine loafers <laughs> in the East River and like <laughs> learn how to do the renegade. All right. Yeah, I felt too sad. All right. Um, I like how they. But we'll all talk have... about that later. <laughs> yeah, when we we'll address all this in full when we get to the Celine portion of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, the saline. I had a good. I like really started a movement where I got people to, where I attempted to get people to pronounce Celine what I think is the proper way, which is saline. <laughs> Isn't that how it should be said? Yeah. Saline. Yeah. Everyone says Celine like it's fucking Dion. Celine Dion. It's Celine. Anyway, I'm the I'm the last. Right. Person we'll try it. Out. We'll try that out. I'm the last person that I can't pronounce anything properly, as any regular corporate lunch listener knows. It's funny that everyone, every like man who paints their nails, always sort of has like a reference point or like an inspiration. Someone else who's done it before them who they can like pretty easily point to is like, oh, this is the person who like, I'm sort of emulating. Like when I, like when I talked to Evan Mock for um, my nail art story in the August issue, he was like, oh yeah, like I paint my nails because Dylan Reeder painted his nails and they were sort of friends and, um, and then Dylan passed away and Evan kept painting them as like a tribute to him. Um, but then even like, you know, someone like ASAP Ferg will literally just get little Dennis Rodman uh, faces painted on his nails by um, Mei Kawajiri, the uh, sort of, you know, the the Instagram famous nail artist uh, of, you know, that celebrities love um, as like such a, as just like a total direct tribute to like the real like OG of freaky painted nails and weird Ben's grooming. Yeah, that's a good meta um, when we were having a dinner for my friend and yours and yours Emily Bodie I was seated next to Evan and Trinidad James and I noticed that both of them well I think I noticed first that Evan had his nails painted and I was like oh Evan that's cool that you paint your nails like do you go to a manicurist and he was like no 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 I do it myself and Trinidad James was like I go to a manicurist (laughs) like how dare you paint your own nails and we started talking about his nails and he was like, sh- they were like exchanging information about colors and designs. And then Trinidad was like, you can have my manicurist information. And I was like, can we see your manicure? Cause he was wearing little gloves. That's right. Trinidad. I remember that. And he, he took off the gloves and it said DAD. And we were like, what's that stand for? And he said, destroy all doubters. And I said, that's a really strong message. Why are you wearing gloves? And he said, it's Emily's night. <laughs> destroy all dads yeah destroy all dads so I'm gonna get that. I take offense it's Emily's uh, night it's fucking sick what other what else is shaking out grooming and beauty wise of the over since since um since well, March how's everyone's skincare routine I mean I put on so much SPF yeah um, during this time of year, and now I'm sort of outside a lot, so that's happening. What brand are you using? A lot. I use that French one. Um, it's pretty easy to get. 
later. <laughs> Going to get some. <laughs> it's um, La Roche Posay. Do you know this uh, stuff? Yeah, yeah it's that's not, good it's, stuff. That's really good stuff. It's not like it's not cheap, but it's like you can get it at a drugstore. You know, it's not like super specialty or anything. But so I have like all different versions of this, like the like everything from like SPF fifteen to like seventy five. I've got sprays, sport, daily, face, body. You know. I have like a real arsenal of it. I think um, having expensive sunscreen is a real vibe. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it is just the way it feels and the way it smells. Mm -hmm. And like the cheaper, you know, the copper tones and whatnot of the world, you know, they do the trick, especially like a beach day where you're just like applying over and over again and like swimming in the ocean and stuff. But I think, you know, smell-wise, texture-wise, residue, like on your clothes, all that stuff, like it's totally worth getting one spending a little more if it's gonna if it's like better i don't know i mean to me if you're going to the beach if they're if you're going to the beach there's nothing like a little uh copper tone or banana boat yeah that, i mean like that that like tropical smell that they yeah, have yeah great i do i love do that. i love that shit i do really love the smell of that like cheaper shit for sure it's like a sip of a nice pina colada <laughs> spraying it on your legs spraying your mouth yeah sam what's your skincare um you know just like it always is i'm just cleaning my face with a bar of dove soap no i've actually been using i've been trying something new i've always been freaked out by like oil based cleansers and That's like moisturizers okay. but i have um i got a really nice uh face oil cleanser by fh miller mm -hmm. the canadian uh oil queen and she and, and and she sent me this stuff and it's you know it took me a while to sort of uh get psyched up to try it but it's really nice because it sort of takes care of the moisturizing process mm -hmm. because your face just feels both cleansed and a little oily in this weird way yeah um but it's very soothing in terms of like actually sort of rubbing it all over your face and letting it foam letting it rest washing it off um and i always thought that oil was the enemy but it actually like my skin feels more supple yeah. and clean, even if it's like, it's a little heavy when it's like really fucking hot and humid out. Mm -hmm. I will say that, but um, that's been kind of a revelation. The FH Miller stuff is really nice. And you guys aren't moisturizing? I use everyday oil. Okay. Yeah, well, my, when I use the oil cleanser, I don't really have to moisturize face. as much. You guys are just blasting cigs like Olsen twins. You got to yeah. moisturize. Um, everyday oil. I've been using that stuff forever and I love it. I just just rub it around my facial and my neck, my neckle, my neck, my necular, my necular zones. Uh -huh. I like to get it in the back, kind of like behind the ears. Mm -hmm. And then in the hair, in the beard. It just goes everywhere. It's great. Um, I've, I've, I've shouted out everyday oil. I swear it really is the best stuff. Good hair, good for hair styling. If you have fluffy hair like me, so we have ten minutes left. Should we do thirteen Celine vibes? All right. Um, the first vibe, the first Celine vibe, is that Eddie submit all of the runway images to Vogue Runway as side or forty-five degree or ninety-degree angle images, and none of them are straight on which 
I so much prefer. I don't like the 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 perfectly lined up porch, uh, like from the side because I think you sort of lose something. But I think that like forty five degree turn with the with the step is like that's how you want to see fashion, especially. Um, when there wasn't like a runway show. I don't know why it became standard that all runway shows are always just straight on where the photos are always straight on. I know. I like looking at like 90s fashion shows. Like when you look at a Helmet Lang show, like yeah. which were like some of the most important fashion shows of all time, they're like, the shoes are in some of the pics, but like. Yeah. No, it's like documented more like it was an event. It's not just like a standardized thing where every single thing is identical. And like, I get why that happens, but like, that doesn't have to be the way you, you see it. Um, so that's, that's the first thing I want to say about it. The first vibe. I would like to say the second vibe is the incredibly huge selection of cardigans. Yeah. Which is the, um, the e-boy uh outerwear of choice so what's an e-boy it's an online boy oh i mean i'm oversimplifying sam maybe you can like fill that out a little bit more no that's that's basically what it is it's like the style of internet of like sensitive internet boys who are like a little goth a little emo a little feminine it's like how tiktok boys dress it's like the children of little Uzi Vert. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's just, it's like, it's like genre agnostic, youth trend based fashion that is like entirely about um, like energy and not quite like shock value, but like impact and not really tied directly to any particular like era or style genre like it's not yeah. punk or like rave or goth or like skate it's kind of it's sort of like if you didn't grow up with any of those things and you were coming to them all at the same time right if they've been like flattened by history yeah. so like to you like one didn't necessarily cause the other and you can therefore like pull from these various subcultures in whichever way you choose yeah and the e-boy uniform, there is a uniform, which is like oversized, like vintage tee with a striped long sleeve tee underneath, like black and white striped long sleeve tee. And then a gold, uh, like a big sort of like beefy chain, you know, silver chain with like a lock on it maybe. And then a sort of floppy center part, short bang haircut. Mm -hmm. And then some sort of like miscellaneous piercings and like dangly maybe. earrings. Do you know the skater? Um, <laughs> his name on Instagram right now is Bam Margela. I don't even know what his name what his name actually is. It's Burberry Airy. He's oh, like I do a, know that guy. Yeah, he's yeah. like a skater influencer. He has this exact like right now. He has like kind of like Liberty spikes, and he wears like he skates in all the new like Virgil Jordans, or he just anyway he's he is he is like extremely e-boy he's a super good skater but has ex this exact like e-boy style which is funny like and rachel to your point you know like a lot of people grow up with like as a part of some like style lineage let's say not grow up with but like identify with and those those lineages lineage they come with like kind of these codes and there's like you don't really 
you don't really break the codes because then you're, you know, the whole thing starts to fall apart. But this e-boy thing is like, it's kind of codeless or the code is, um, the code is that like all things mix and blend together. And, um, that's why you end up with like kids wearing like fucking Marilyn Manson t-shirts. Yeah. Okay. Next vibe is this white pleated skirt. Fucking yeah, sick. You love the skirt, huh? Look 40. It's funny because there's like like the the collection overall has like these sort of repeating themes, right? Like there's like and then there's like just suddenly two skirts. There's a plaid skirt and a white there's a plaid kilt and a white kilt. There's also there are a couple of pieces. Or is there more? This was super genius. He has pieces that you can't tell if they're basketball shorts or skirts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The leopard ones. Yeah, the leopard ones, which are look 23. It's a very Comme des Garçons thing. I mean, I love a super wide leg baggy short. Mm-hmm. What I thought Rachel wrote a really nice piece about the show yesterday. And what I thought was super on point was the observation that it doesn't feel like Eddie is declaring like skirts. That's the thing. That's the vibe. It's time to start wearing skirts. It feels like he's literally just channeling a style that these kids are already wearing. Yeah. Like it feels so much more organic than, and and it, it, like when I saw the skirts, it wasn't even that shocking. Whereas normally I think it's sort of like, okay, you know, like, damn, we're going there, skirts for men. Like, here we go, you know? Yeah, but I mean like, you know, Tishi did that at Givenchy all those years ago. It's not- yeah, it's not like a new idea. No but... one's- no one's shocked by the the skirt. I don't think I so think, at this point. But I think like a lot of designers keep trying to be like, how do we make a skirt that men will want to buy? Yeah. And instead, Hetty is like, oh, look at this like cool way that young guys are wearing skirts, which is how I think like, I mean, obviously not all fashion designers work that way, but like the people he probably has the most in common with who would be like Yves Saint Laurent and maybe Karl Lagerfeld definitely worked that way by just like walking around in different cities and sort of saying like, oh, let me pick this and I'll pick that and I'll combine them in this way. Yeah. Yeah, should we speed, should we speed through some, some extra vibes? Okay. Right, I would say another, another vibe is, is the pajama pants. Yeah. Um, so like look 32, I would say are the best pajama yeah. pants. And people have tried to do recently like pajama suits or pajama like pants, but these are literally like elastic waisted pajama pants in a pajama like it's not a paisley but like a, a menswear tie print and you think those have no um there's not a cuff at the bottom those are a flat hem at the bottom no they're a flat hem yeah i mean i'm a, i've been obsessed with pants that have like more of a break like that mm-hmm. and it's really like hard to, to to be done really well but i also love the crop kind of like polyester looking like grandpa trousers that appear throughout <laughs> that have that like <laughs> You know, that like Tyler, the creator kind of grandpa stees that's like kind of like probably also crosses with it, whatever this e-boy thing is. And I feel like there's a lot of that. They're probably not actually polyester, but they have that like the creased Mm -hmm. kind of stiff cropped wide, not wide, but like very straight leg. Like Like a carrot leg. Yeah, I really like look at 28, 30. There's a bunch of them throughout, like all those kind of straight crop trousers are really really good when i when 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 the show started i was like oh god there's so many sneakers like fuck this because i love i love eddie's 
boots and loafers and blah, blah, blah. Like that's, you know, I'm always, I'm so into that. And I'm always like a little bummed when really good footwear designers just do sneakers for a whole collection. Um, but then I realized it was actually quite smart because if these guys had been, you know, teetering down, uh, you know, the, this Formula One track in France, uh, in like 60 centimeter heel boots, like the models had, had done, um, in the last show, it would have just been so fucking weird because it's like, you know, it's pretty clear now that, uh, you know, nobody knows when people are going to be able to dress up again. And, uh, I think it's smart that Eddie, uh, you know, is really speaking to the moment and not, and not, and not, not sort of like projecting this like hopeful, like party vibe, um, that we all know is like probably not a thing. Sorry folks, no hopeful party vibe here. No hopeful party vibe from Eddie. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's a pretty op optimistic collection though. I mean, I think it's, uh, you know, it's, it's bright. It's sparkly. No, it's definitely not. Yeah. It's, it's definitely literally not. extremely sparkly. Well, yeah. I think, yeah. One of the things I thought was so genius about it is that everyone is like, oh my God, like, what do we wear now? What are people going to get dressed for? The only thing to get dressed for is being online. And like, he's pulling from this group of people for whom getting dressed online was already the point. Yeah. Plus you can get dressed and walk around an empty race car track. I mean, exactly. like, wait, who, like what other occasion do you need? Throw your helmet on and take a walk around the track. I mean, the knit, the knitwear game here is crazy. Um, the cardigans were mentioned a lot of very, a, a lot of this really reminds me of needles. Um, throughout not just the like mohair cardigans and stuff but but other pieces the stuff that kind of like there's weird moments of that like really eclectic vintage stuff that needles does super well which is yeah, just, like the, just the paisley pants yeah they're kind of like pajama pants um and i like that actually i like to see i don't know it it felt like uh I don't really know. I guess it just felt like new territory for Eddie Slamane. Yeah. Didn't it? Doesn't it feel in a lot of ways unlike anything he's ever done before? I mean, he's done California a lot, and this is like very California. Yeah. But not with this level of, I guess, sleaziness. Yeah, it reminded I, me of surf sounds. I think it yeah. feels it feels to me like he put together, he did very deep sophisticated high level 80s and 90s vintage research and put together like an incredible collection of references and kind of started there yeah that seems that seems to be very likely he called the doc he called the collection a documentary collection but what i think is people are sort of saying which is funny they're like oh this is like really weird this this designer who's in his early 50s is like raiding the closets of these you know 17 year old kids but it's like they're actually taking things that in many cases he invented you know like yeah. first as a sort of like fashion capital f fashion thing so he can probably like look at a lot of those videos and say like oh that kid is wearing something that he bought on poshmark that i know was actually made by such and such or that is like was really popular at like the Hollywood Bowl flea market like 10 years ago or whatever. Mm -hmm. Final vibe. Um, love the pajama pants, love the sneakers. 
and the slouchy like track jackets and stuff but the tailoring in this collection i mean there's only like three or four suits but they're all so fucking on point yeah and look incredible and i want one really badly yeah i like the pinstripe double-breasted I think it's a stretch to say you love the sneakers just yet. I mean, we haven't really, you need to see those sneakers. Have I you seen them? That high top looks cool though. That I've high seen them. Top is really nice. Are any of them existing styles or is it all new? They're all some, new. Some, no, some I think are, are just new colorways or slimmer versions of existing styles. Eddie's made a lot of sneakers so far. That's Celine. Yeah. Um, okay, I have to bounce. All right. Thanks, y'all. See you next time. What is this, episode 102? 102 episodes of the podcast that that is uh, making your world more a more beautiful place, one, one episode at a time. See you on 103.